listening to the Blood Podcast. Music and more with Bushy and Metal Mike. Sit back, crack open a cold breeze, break out your step, light it all in, while we do our retrospective views and discussions of all things music, food, and entertainment. If you're Metal Mike, Metal Towns. So without further ado, here's Bushy and Metal Mike. All right, you know where you are. This is the Plug Podcast, music and more. I am Bushy on the other end, co-host extraordinaire, Metal Mike, how are you? Oh, stop it, um, but thank you. Um, I've been better, as you know. Um, you know me, I, we, are, we keep it real here on the Plug. I tell people what's going on and, you know, uh, yeah, it's been rough. Well, honestly, I'm just going to say it. Ever since Bildo and I and our friend Rob and his cousin Brandon have come back from vacation, it almost feels like, and I'm not one of those, oh, woe is me people, uh, but just feel, almost feel like we're paying for it. It's like, oh, you had a good time. So now I'm going to fucking smack you around, Mike. And, you know, uh, my brother Mark, uh, he fell at home, fell down the stairs. Um, you know, he had been having some issues anyway, but we couldn't quite get to the bottom of what was going on. Come to find out his sodium was low. It was so sodium uh, low, it was fucking critical. Like, it defied logic. Like, they took his BMP twice. You know, basic uh, metabolic panel people, for you guys that are not in the medical profession, it kind of checks all your electrolytes and everything. And uh, it was at 100. Mark should have been dead, realistically. So while I'm grateful my brother's still with us... Um, it was just stressful, and then he seemed to be coming out of it. And then the following Tuesday, he had a, he had literally like if I had been a betting man, I would have thought it was a fucking stroke. So that was scary. And I spent the night with him in the hospital, but he did come out of that. He's doing better. He's convalescing with my big brother Dave Tyler, aka Scapegoat, to all you guys that listen to that metal, uh, the Metal Mike Show at thatmetalstation.com, and uh, his wife. And he's doing better. He is doing a lot better. Um, he's still uh, having some issues though. Um, they can't seem to find out what the root cause of the sodium loss is because he's still like each time they check it, it goes down a point. So that's a little worrisome. Right. Um, but uh, he is going to be going to a nephrologist. He's supposed to be going to a urologist as well uh, and some other experts. So we'll, we'll they're going to try to get to the bottom of it, hopefully. And, um, you know, it is what it is, you know. And then after that, I had my health problems. My lower back in the lumbar area started bothering me. And I'm like, man, I have no idea what caused it. And then it moved from there to my fucking right sciatica. Which for you folks, if you don't know, that's your ass cheek. Yeah, it goes all the way down, too, to the fucking foot. I've, I've pinched that damn nerve. It's the worst. Right. It's the absolute worst. Well... Hopefully we'll get oh. taken care of. I'm glad. Uh, glad Dude, Mark it feels was, better. It was the worst because I I had the shitty luck of being on call last weekend, which originally I was not. I would have been on call this weekend, um, and but one of the nursing managers quit, so I got moved up. And then my friend Kelly, who got me my job, she's a, uh, um, her and her husband, they're into like powerlifting and mixed martial arts and stuff and uh really really cool couple and they're metalheads you know her husband's the guy that i got one of the twisted sister records signed for nice. uh, by uh you know um 
uh, Eddie Fingers Ojeda when we met him at the Rockin' Pod. And, uh, you know, but they had a couple of vacations. She's like, is there any way you can swap weekends? So I'm going to be on call next weekend when I was like, but last weekend about killed me because that's when the sciatica was at its worst. I had pain going all the way from my back all the way down to my right leg. And I'm pushing a fucking heavy ass med cart trying to give these people their medicine. Uh, it was hell. And by the end of the shift, my right foot was numb. So I wasn't in as much pain, but then after that, the numbness went from my foot all the way to the back of my leg up my butt, you know, like I can feel my knees, my front part of the leg. And it's, you know, eventually I went to urgent care. I wanted to get a cortisone shot. They wouldn't give it to me because of the, the, um, numbness and the tingling they're like well that's a neurology problem you need to go get a an mri and by the way my insurance at my new job hasn't kicked in yet so yeah fun times uh yeah so and then after that i went to um the er and all they did was take some x-rays and said hey well you got arthritis in your hips and here you go here's some prednisone some naproxen and muscle relaxers and that's it and i seem to be responding to them pretty good but today when i woke up I noticed it last night. My right foot's getting a lot more numb again. So I'm just like, God damn it. Right. You know, I mean, it's just irritating. That's all. Can it catch a break? <laughs> well, here lately, I don't feel like I have been able to, you know. And again, I don't want to, oh, woe is me. Because there's a lot of other people out there with a lot worse health problems than what I'm dealing with. Okay. And, you know, and, I'm, and honestly, I'm more worried about Marky, you know, Metal Mark, than I am myself, you know. Right. Uh, watching him have to go through that was absolute hell. I would have traded places with him in a heartbeat if I could have. Because when I say Mark is the better version of me, it's because he fucking is. Now, I've had a lot of people, and I appreciate the kind comments. Well, man, he must be a saint because you're a great guy. Hey, I appreciate that, guys. But anybody who's ever met Mark or knows him, they know what I'm fucking talking about here. And I just feel like, you know, I've always been very protective of Mark because of his, you know, issues. Um, right. And... Yeah, you know, I just feel like, you know, my, my twin brother's got enough strikes. He's got enough issues. He doesn't, he needed this like he needed a gaping wound to the head. With right. that being said, though, if he hadn't fallen, Bushy, I would probably be on mourning and bereavement leave right now. Right. I, you know, so it, I try to look at the, the good sides of what happens. But yeah, like I needed this shit with my back and my hips or my leg. Like I needed, you know, literally a fucking hole in the head. No, I, I don't need it, you know, but it is what it is. And um, hopefully the, the numbness will go away eventually. I mean, at least I'm not in constant pain. My, my sciatic is still bothering me from time to time, but not like it was. It's usually just a, you know, like a, a jolt of pain will shoot just for a minute and then it'll leave, you know, where last Sunday, a week ago, it was just fucking constant pain. It was just like. You know how they always have you rate your pain in hospital or nurse, you know, any and you're in the medical field, you know, zero to ten. It was fucking ten to the fucking infinite power. That's how bad it fucking right. Was. Yeah, that's sciatica, man. That's what a piece of shit nerve to be in your body. Oh, because I've pinched yeah. that thing myself before doing factory work before I became a foreman up there in New York. And that's the only thing they could Brutal. think of is that I must have pinched it with me, with my hips or my back bothering me. I must have compensated and I pinched it. Yeah. And uh, I I mean, I've had a pinched nerve before. A pinched nerve ain't fun no matter where it's at. Uh-uh. But the sciatica, man, it practically fucking cripples you. you well, know? yeah, it'll go all the way. That, that pain will radiate from your butt all the way down into your feet. And it just it hurts. It hurts to walk. Hurts to sit. Hurts to lay down. I mean, it just hurts. Right. 
Yeah, it, yeah, you can't. I could, you know, I couldn't move. I couldn't walk. I couldn't stand. I couldn't sit. I couldn't do any fucking thing. It was, it was horrible, man. Yeah, that's that's that sucks. Hopefully, they get you straightened out. Those things normally loosen up after a while, but. Ugh. Yeah, I, hopefully. I, I know, you know the pain, man. And like literally, I know the pain. And that's uh, another thing I, feel- I gotta. Yeah, and another thing, it's just it's. I mean, I've. I can't really bitch too much. I've been blessed, you know, or whatever you want, fortunate, whatever you want to call it. I've never had to spend the night in the hospital. I've never, I mean, when I do get sick, it's usually, oh, I got some kind of bug and then I get better or I might pull a muscle or something, but eventually it'll go away. I haven't had anything really serious happen to me, Bush, you know, so, so I'm not used to it. And let's be honest, when it comes to being sick, us guys are kind of pussies, man. I mean, it's one thing yes. when it comes to sick or pain, like women, because of the fact that they have to squeeze something the size of a watermelon out of something the size of a fucking peach, you know, they their threshold for pain is much higher than ours, you know. Yeah. Um, I cannot take that, nor will I ever take that away from them. And uh, now, but with that being said, I have a pretty goddamn high threshold for pain as a man. And that's why it was like, oh, fuck, this isn't. This isn't something that's just going to go away by itself because I, I, after that weekend, I took Monday and Tuesday off because I get what they call card hours. So I went ahead and took those days off and just fucking laid in my uh, couch all day with a heating pad and uh, it didn't really help. And then that's when I was like, well, fuck, I'm going to have to go to urgent care because I can't work like this. Right. So, um, you know, and, uh, but then as I said, the other thing though, the doctor only gave me a fucking excuse from work for one more day. So it was like, oh, okay. Thanks douchebag. I don't know. He kind of, I mean, the nurses and everybody there was really sweet, but he acted like he just didn't give a fuck man at all. I mean, shitty bedside manner. And I'm just like, all right, whatever. Just give me my fucking prednisone. So, you know, which I had to go to a different pharmacy than the one I normally go to get. It was, it was just a fucking shit show, you know? But it is what it is. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll be all right. Fuck it. So, yeah. uh, we definitely anyway. For a speedy recovery for you. Oh, I appreciate it, brother. I do. And uh, the reason why we're even doing this is we were supposed to record with somebody, but apparently there's been a miscommunication. So we will, that'll be a future episode down the road. But um, what I want to do is uh, basically it's an introduction. A while back, I had done a, an interview with the band who I have, I believe, plugged on this podcast. No pun intended. Well, actually, totally intended. I ain't going to lie. Um, and they were called, they're like a doom metal band. Cosmic doom opera is what they're called. Um, uh, they're called they watch us from the moon and uh and they're one of those bands where i was complaining earlier off mic about how some people have longer songs and it bores me these guys have some pretty long songs but they just keep it interesting man and uh, they have two female vocalists what i dig about them bushy is they don't really sound like anybody else and nobody else sounds like them i guess the best way to describe them would be like black sabbath meeting pink floyd meeting abba as far as the singers go um very cool though you know very different and i had done an interview with them for the metal mike show a while back uh you know because i really want to push them i think they're a really cool band in fact they're going to be coming to st louis here in july and i plan on going and taking a whole posse with me um i really really dig them dug them i interviewed um uh uh let's see here is there was the um lead guitarist shane and uh 
Laura and a very, very cool band. Very cool vibe, very cool people. It was a really fun interview to do. My big brother, Dave, a.k.a. Scapegoat, he put all his bells and whistles on it and made it, like, infinitely cooler than it already was. But it was already a cool conversation, you know, because, you know, that's my interview style. I don't just, you know, do the the standard questions and then I'm in and out. I, I actually talked to him and tried to get to know him as people, which was really cool because Shane was kind of struggling getting on Skype. So I was on Skype with Laura for, like, um oh half an hour so i really got to know her but very very cool people very 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 sweet uh you know just a great band i'm really really digging the band like i like them a lot um so yeah that's that's all awesome. we would go I, uh... ahead and 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 and, and you know because we're all about having content we haven't had anything and I, I suggested to bush hey man since i'm doing these interviews why don't we go ahead and just you know make it part of the podcast too that way people who couldn't tune in to hear the interview can listen to it on here so that's what we're doing outstanding i actually just went and liked their uh facebook page or followed them seem like they got some cool artwork and such they have some music videos and such in there so you can check those out as well uh they watch us from the moon this is the interview conducted by metal mike check it out And tonight I got a special guest. Uh, this is a band that I've got turned on to by a, a, a fellow DJ. He's no longer with the station. But he's still a good friend. Uh, Dale Chaotic is his name. He turned me on to you guys. Oh, cool. And um, I think he sent me a couple of your songs. And that was a while back. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. And then, of course, uh, my fellow DJ, Jive, that Aussie metal guy, interviewed guys about a year ago. Yeah. And, uh, which was a great interview, by the way. So I want to give those two guys shout-outs. And, uh, yes, uh, they watch us from the moon and uh, described as, and I think this is totally appropriate, Cosmic Doom Opera. <laughs> I really like that. I'm like, fuck yeah, yeah that's awesome. Um, so, uh, and they got a new album coming out uh, May 12th, which I have already pre-ordered on Bandcamp. I'm getting the purple and blue Great. swirl vinyl. Heck uh, yeah. Yeah, hell yeah, man. <laughs> Cosmic Chronicles, Act One, The Ascension. I also ordered the forthcoming comic book. Um, so, uh, yeah, man. Uh, welcome to the Metal Mike Show, guys. Thanks for being here. Thank you very much. Yeah, and uh, I guess uh, first start off is, I know you had an EP before this. I have it as well. Um, and that, right of course, is uh, the Moon Doom, 2020 Moon Doom. And uh, yeah. you guys have had some lineup changes since then, haven't you? <laughs> Quite I a mean, few, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only people left in the band from Moon Doom are me and Adrian. Right, okay. So the whole Lauren and Chelsea and Ben and our new bass player, Rain, are all brand new. Right. It's been, we got went through COVID. Not brand so new. I mean, you know, it's been three we years, had, but. Had the COVID <laughs> time where. Rain's uh, new, rain's new. 
Right on, man. Uh, yeah, uh, like I said, I really I like the first album, but this one I think takes it on a whole other level. Like I said, because I pre-ordered, it, I did get the uh, the one single that you can get right now, "Mother of All Bastards," which I absolutely love. But you, uh, Shane, on a, an act of good faith, sent me the album, so I got to hear the whole thing. And I was also, of course, um, familiar with "Return to Earth" when you released it as a single, and I absolutely love that song. I mean, that's one thing I love about you guys. It's just so epic. You don't sound like anybody else and nobody else sounds like you and i can't think of any other higher compliment i could give you know Thank especially you in this us. day and age yeah, of music that's so, amazing. Uh, yeah but seriously man like I, I mean don't get me wrong i hear influences and stuff but it's like, oh sure yeah you know and i mean everybody's going to be influenced by their you know i mean it's just the way it is uh but um yeah i just i, I and i love you guys is it's just so epic and the and the riffs are so heavy and Black Sabbath is my all-time favorite band, so obviously I'm going to like those really heavy, you know, thick, yeah. doomy riffs. Um, right, love that, man. But I also hear some elements of Pink Floyd and David Bowie and, you know, the, uh, you know, the whole space rock kind of thing, too. I, yeah. I just love your guys' whole concept, honestly. How did we you... Love uh, con- huh? We love a costume. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with me is it's like I love... And I guess that comes from my childhood, you know. I mean, the my, the band that broke my cherry was Kiss <laughs> when I was a little boy. My musical cherry, nice. as I call it. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I love theatrical rock and metal. I always have, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also appreciate the other bands that just want to come up there and pl- wear t-shirts and blue jeans and just. Oh yeah. Of to me, at the end of the day, it's the music that matters the most. Um, so, but yeah, I just I love the whole vibe of your band. I love everything you guys are doing, man. I really dig this album, and I uh, uh, can't wait to uh, play some of it on the air. Yeah. yeah, I guess my first question is: I know you guys have been doing it for a while. Uh, you guys are from Lawrence, Kansas, correct? Correct. Yeah. And uh, how long have you been doing it? And I know you guys had some other projects and other things going on before that. So, uh, yeah, Shane, if you want to, you know, explore. The, ba- the yeah. band originally started in. 2018 mm-hmm. around there 2018 and like I said the whole thing has flipped since then except for me and Adrian but um, I think where we're at now with the members I mean it's just it's just become this thing that is unique into itself and where we're at with what we're doing is just I love it you know yeah. it blows my mind it blows my mind when I hear when I hear people say out loud in their own words you guys sound like Pink Floyd and, and it's like wow yeah I mean, it's just like I take that as the ultimate compliment, compliment. of course yeah I mean um, like I said Pink Floyd meets Black Sabbath meets David Bowie meets I don't know um it's very unique. Like Monster Magnet even has that kind of space rock oh, yeah. theme, you know. Um, so yeah, I definitely noticed that. And uh, so, when did you join the band, uh, Lauren? Um, in the innocent part of 2020. <laughs> oh, before everything went to shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were like, oh, we have so many plans, you know, like so so many so many ideas about what was going to happen. And yeah, I know. That's not what went down but you know it was still a productive time in a in a sort of spread out timeline kind of way well i mean that's one thing i did notice about a lot of bands and artists they were well it's like well i can't tour but they didn't stop writing and playing music and a lot of fun, yeah work yeah a lot of great stuff has come out because of that man and i'm i mean like with my show 
and our DJs at, at Metal Station, we, we do honor the legacy acts, and of course we play those of bands. Course. But I'm always looking for new bands and music. I absolutely love Bandcamp just for that reason, because I'm always oh. finding amazing stuff. And I mean, we get music submitted to us, but the one thing that kind of, and I've had to tell people, like, hey, if you want us to play your music, please send me the, the right metadata. The name of the song's yeah. not enough. I got to know the name <laughs> of the band. I got to know sometimes the name of the album, or I can't play it. I legally right. cannot play it, you know, and I don't have time to change every band's metadata. I wish I did, but I do not. So, um, so any of you guys out there listening, please, please make sure you get your metadata right. But, um, yeah, I, I, like I said, so you guys just recently, um, like with the first album, that was more DIY, wasn't it, Shane? Yeah, as, as a matter of fact, that was a complete kind of like <sighs> happy accident. It, really, that was a demo that we put out. That's why some people are like a little confused. Like, did you guys already do these songs? Like, well, yeah, that was the demo version. Right. This is the, this is the real thing. Version. Yeah, this is the yeah, yeah the finished product, if you will. Yeah, that EP we slapped. Well, I it went up on Bandcamp to like farm it out to friends of ours that weren't here, or, right. you know, in our little area. I was like, dude, listen to this. I started an alien metal band. Which <laughs> I know? love that. Yeah, yeah. And, that's awesome. And it, it's kind of morphed into a whole different thing now, but it, that whole EP was kind of an accident, yeah. you know? I mean, I mean, we made it on purpose, but where it went. But a happy one, man. I like yeah. it. I really dig it. Now, I got to admit, I think this new album is a, literally, it is a, um, a, a um, you can say it step above or I'm trying to find the right <laughs> word for it like that it's just wrong. different the, the like the other one EPs, I think yeah go ahead I'm sorry Lord. no I just think it's less uh like the the old EP is like it's fine I mean there, you know, there's nothing really about yeah. it that's been but it I just don't think um it's as unique it's like a little bit more like the rest of the genre and and like the singer is great she's actually more of a, a screamer and she's a great screamer oh, yeah yeah so like seeing her perform in that is like way more her element and I think she just is like a fantastic uh, front front person for that but like you know Chelsea and I come from a little bit different of a background where we're well we, we sing in basically every genre so right. so we're like what if we did like stacked vocals that are a little bit different than most people do in this genre and you know so we just kind of but took some liberties I think that's what I and well, I, I love your liberties man I like what you're, you're doing Thanks. man I really dig it man I, I think you girls uh, ladies have beautiful voices man and I just love the whole fact that you got so many of these um, newer bands that have female-led vocals in them you know um, like one of the other bands I really like newer band is Ruby the Hatchet um, nice. They have fe- a drug cult from Australia has female vocals. I love that shit. I mean, ain't no reason why you ladies can't rock just as hard as any of the dudes out there. Not if not it's harder, true. you know. Not so. not everybody believes that a woman can be uh, loud enough or you know like come with enough power to like match the heavy, yeah, heavy instrumentals, but. Uh, you might be surprised how many women there are out there oh, yeah, that, that sure. want the opportunity to sure, at least try. Man. Yeah, so, let, me, let me tell you how powerful her vocal is, if I can, for sure, a second. By all means. I don't like, I, I, I'm particular about monitors anyway, but I can't have her in my monitor because she stands right next to me on stage. <laughs> and it's, yeah, I can't, that's it's awesome, just like man. over, it's, it's like a wall of its. 
own impact. Awesome. I, I don't have ever told you that to your face, but <laughs> it's I can't have her in the monitors because when I know when she's really coming into the there's, there's certain parts where she's just like a freight train. she'll drown out the snare drum and the kick that I, I, I have to hear. So it's almost like a total smack in the ear holes, what you're kind of saying. I mean, not for the audience. The mixes aren't always right, great. Right, right. <laughs> but definitely on the stage. Right on. On, on, yeah, it, the, well, I, I don't know who knows what about the difference between a monitor mix and the front of house mix. Right. The band's monitor mix is completely different than what you're hearing okay, out front. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so when, when that monitor is right at your feet... And literally, our band comes off stage at about 167 decibels, easy. It's it's like a. Do we really? No. I oh, always tell people to bring their earplugs. It's <laughs> we're just as loud as the back ass end of a B2 bomber. That's I mean, awesome. It's, it's that, loud. Man, see, that's metal right there. That's just and, fucking yeah. metal. <laughs> when she, when no, she's for ear damage though. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Parts. I can hear her over that, so I can't have her in my monitor mix. Right on. That's man. how. That's that's awesome. Awesome, yeah. Uh, like I said, it is. I really, I really, uh, um, I just like the whole aesthetic of the band and the fact that you're telling a story. Because some of my favorite albums have been like, you know, we mentioned Pink Floyd, The Wall. That's my favorite uh, all-time Pink Floyd album. Operation yeah. Mindcrime by Queens You know, so I love albums that tell stories and do things. And I'm a comic book geek, sci-fi, fantasy, horror freak, too. So I love all that stuff. Of so course. the minute I, you know, when Dale introduced me, you guys, I, I, I was like, oh, they wear costumes. And they're like the one the first photo I saw of you guys, I was like, man, these guys look like they ought to be in the Moss Eisley Cantina and in the, in the original Star Wars <laughs> film. I loved it, man. There you go. Yeah, so you know, I definitely dig your vibe and your look, and um, but um, so what are your like? We'll go uh, one at a time. Ladies first. What are your musical influences or inspirations? And it doesn't have to be rock oh or metal because I love all kinds of music. Basically everything. You know, I I don't I don't love techno. That's kind of like the only yeah. thing that. But there's still like like Lindsey Sterling and and people mm-hmm. like that in the genre that are still really great. So. Um, for me, it's like, I just like it if it's good and across the board. And I do love a complex harmony, which you can find in a lot of different genres. But, right. Um, it's hard to like name oh, specific that's, ones. That's fine. You know, like for this, I think we're pulling a lot from like Within Temptation or um, like we've talked about like Amon Amarth as far as the like theatrical yeah. elements I'm going to get to finally see Amon Amarth in August with Ghost they're I've fantastic seen, live. I've seen Ghost oh three times yeah three times yeah they're really really fun live they yeah. set up the whole stage you know they have like the battles going on and, and you know it's like well, for the I deep mean, cut nerds let's... in the audience you know it's a city in Mordor you know, like there's, there's <laughs> right, like, right, right, right. You yeah. know, like that. But well, that's the funny thing too, because a lot of people have like been like, "Well, is it going to be weird that you're in costume?" And I'm like, this is a deep fantasy genre. Like people that like metal love fantasy escapism. Like, why would that be weird? Well, I, yeah, that to me is kind of that is weird because look how many metal artists over the years that were, or even hard rock. I mean, look at Alice yeah. Cooper. Look at, yes. look at. Um, Kiss, uh, 
You know, even in the 80s, a guy like King Diamond War. with Merciful Fate. Gwar. Very, very theatrical and, 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 and just Also wild. really fun to see live. Oh, you hilarious. Know? Like, really hilarious. fun to see live. Yes, very fun to see live. So, yeah, I mean, to me, I don't see what the, you know, like, that's always been a part of, of especially your harder music and heavy metal. Yeah. It's always been a bit of theatricality to it to a certain because I mean, we're all extent. theater nerds right, right like it's right, just, right. Like, so so you know i mean slipknot it came out war mask yeah. you know and um like i said the thing i got to give them honor marth credit for is again they almost kind of created their own in my opinion i mean they i know they started out as an extreme metal band or a death metal band whatever you want to call it but they're they, they literally have they call it viking metal they invented yeah, that, it's great man. it's great and you know i watch <laughs> vikings the show and i just seen the norse oh, and i'm like oh vikings were totally metal. I mean, they were metal before metal was even a thing. Yeah. So, uh, well, so much of that genre comes from that area anyway. So oh, that's it's true. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't think I have any Scandinavian friends that were not in a metal band at one point. Oh, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I used to play metal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Shane, uh, what yeah. are yours? Uh, what are your bigger influences? I'm sure Floyd's one of them because I could just tell by Ooh. when I gave you that, that comment, yeah. you were just like, oh, wow, you know. Pink Floyd, David Bowie. I, I had I had seen the Wall movie probably a hundred times before I was love 14. that movie. Yeah. Yeah. But um, you know, I I love um, soul music, and you know, I I love Nina Simone. I love old fifties, sixties ska, uh, dance hall, reggae stuff, um, and you know, Black Sabbath. Um, I was in a band in the 90s. I got to open up for Caius. On oh, Amazon. nice. I, I love Caius, man. That, they were great. And, and by, the, I, by the time the 90s rolled around for me, I was kind of in like hardcore punk rock bands. Mm-hmm. And, um, I saw Sleep in like 1994. Oh, Sleep's amazing. And then we played a bunch of shows with Caius and Clutch and all that back in the 90s. And... And I, was, I remember my, telling myself back then, I was like, my, before I die, I'm going to play in a desert, we call it desert rock back then, desert rock band. Now it's Stoner Doom or Doom or whatever, but yeah, um, man, I just loved that genre of music for so long. I hear you, man. It's it's now now that scene is known where old punk rockers go to die. So, <laughs> right, friend, right, yeah, yeah. In this genre. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, I, you know, it's just that that kind of stuff. I've always like my mom's favorite band when, uh, when I was a little kid was Iron Butterfly. And so I mean, I've grown oh, yeah. up on. Oh, I mean, come on, in God, into God and defeated. Does it get any more yeah. epic than that? You know, right. I mean, like, I remember the first I, time I heard that song. I was like, whoa, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. So everything so. from my childhood into my teens, early twenties has all been like epic concept rock you know right uh, my <laughs> I got an uncle Drew who is um, well he's in the 70s he worked for this little bitty label called Casablanca Gene Simmons Peter Chris Paul Stanley Ace Frehley Kiss Rock and Roll Over Kiss Rock and Roll Over Casablanca Records and Tapes. Kiss. Rock and roll. Oh, nice. Yeah, they just did a movie about that guy, Neil Bogart. 
Yep. My uncle Drew was uh, Kiss's production promotion manager for Casablanca. And then when they got sold to Polygram, he was part of the package um, oh, that went okay. to Polygram with Kiss. And he ended up being a VP of production promotion at Polygram for 30 some years or whatever. And so I, I grew up, Kiss was a big part of my life when I was well, a kid. Yeah, when I was a kid, I thought they were superheroes. Me too, brother. Me too, yeah. man. How, if you don't mind my asking you a personal question, Shane, how old are you, man? Fifty. See, you're you're I'm, Hey, I got you beat, bro. I'll be fifty-three in October. Yeah, good man. Good God, also so. October. Oh yeah. Yay. When's your yeah. When's your birthday? Look. The twelfth. October 8th, man. We're leaving. Oh, my gosh. All right. All right. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, but I'm, I was kind of like, I mean, my, well, before I ever got in it, I mean, I was, I was lucky at a very, very young age, I got turned on to hard rock and heavy metal. Thank God for older brothers and thank God right. for older cousins and a surrogate big brother who was, lived across the street because my older brother, uh, uh, who's the one who I told you about, Shane, who when I did the interview with Jason Hardwin to Becoming, he did... You know, the, the the raw interview review turned out great. Like I said, Jason made me feel good. He's the best interview ever done, bro. I'm like, well, thank you. And, and good, I thought, yeah. wait till you hear what all my the stuff my brother does with it. So he um he literally put in uh yeah he puts in all the bells and whistles as I call it. Yeah. My big brother Dave, we call him scapegoat at the station, and he uh he brought home Kiss sure, Alive. Yeah. And and uh, hey, well, it's his it was his nickname, man. He came up with it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I forgot where he got that from. He did get it from something related to rock and metal, and I can't remember what it was now. I can't remember what it was now. I can't remember what it was now. Kiss Alive because as a little boy man I, even then I was all about the comic book superheroes DC sure. Marvel and my mom and dad would buy me these um, they were like the old radio shows that they listened to when they were kids you know they were audio dramas uh, you know yeah. Spider-Man The Mark of the Man Wolf Power Records presents The Mark of the Man Wolf the amazing Spider-Man. Batman, Robin meets Man Bat. You know, Power Records presents. And that was kind of my Marvel Cinematic Universe, my DC Cinematic Universe when I was a kid, you know. And uh, We listened to a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, we? yeah. My mom and dad had this old uh, Kenwood stereo, and we'd all take turns. And when it was my turn, that's what I would listen to. And I remember my brother coming home. I was like five years old, so it was, I think, from what my twin brother tells me and he has a memory like an elephant it was like early it's spring 76 so kiss alive hadn't been out that long maybe about three to six months well about six months probably yeah. 
And he comes home with Kiss Alive, and he's like, so, so you like these comic book d- dudes? And I was like, even as a five-year-old, uh, duh, yeah. you know. And he goes, well, get a load of this, man. And he showed me the, the cover to Kiss Alive. These guys are like superheroes, but they play rock music. And I was like, uh-uh. And he goes, seriously, bro? And he popped the, the record on, dropped the needle. And, of course, you know, that famous, you wanted the best, you got it, the hottest band in the land, Kiss. You know, I heard the explosions and Ace Frehley just smoking guitar. I, Dude, done, dude. Done. After that, me and my brothers just became absolutely obsessed with Kiss. I remember seeing the Paul Lynn Halloween special as a kid, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that, you know? So, but my neighbor across the street, who was like a big brother to us, he was 10 years older than me, so he was like, few years older than Dave he's like guys Kiss are cool but there's other bands man <laughs> and my cousin Mitchell's the same way and they're the ones that introduced us to Alice Cooper and Judas Priest and Zeppelin and Sabbath I mean I didn't yeah, think it got yeah, any yeah. heavier in Kiss until I heard War Pigs you know blew me away oh, man I was like and that was like that opened the floodgates so I got into hard rock and metal and music in general at a very very young age got into the Beatles got into the Stones and Jimi Hendrix and the Eagles my mom and dad liked the Eagles and Fleetwood Mac so I've always liked I mean I'm that kind of guy that I can talk to you about you know the heaviest of the heavy, and but I can also talk to you about Mozart. You know, I just love music. Well, Mozart's great. So, oh well, no, yeah, he's then. well, yeah, he was a musical genius. Those hooks, you know, right? Oh, yeah, but uh, well, they were the rock stars of their era. You know, people have and to also understand. pretty defiant. That's yeah, you know, like very anti scandalous. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, and Beethoven. I mean, I love Wait, music, but are that, you guy, more scandalous? that guy was crazy, man. Tchaikovsky was like not considered a real composer because he had like the precursor to hooks in his songs and it's like you know it's interesting well yeah most of those guys were ahead of their time and I think most great artists are you know and me I'm not a musician I wish I was but I have no musical talent whatsoever so I'm just a (laughs) humble fan Maybe that's why I love music as much as I do, though, because it's like, well, man, I can't do that. So when I watch somebody play a guitar, I'm in awe, you know, cause I can't do <laughs> it, you know. So, right. Um, so, yeah. Um, but anyway, I was thinking maybe we could uh, go ahead and, and uh, talk about the new album. I know that this is like a three-part story, Shane. Am I correct in that? Or is there more parts than three? Are you referring to the album itself or how it's all how you've got because I know you've got a plan I, I, I at least I like think the, you do because like it says literally part, part one, one right? so I'm like okay yeah. man oh, yeah. this is this seems pretty epic in scope so if you yeah. without giving too much away I don't want to you know but can you sure. tell me um, what how many parts and what you have in mind somewhat without giving everything away I'm 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 shooting for at least a trilogy that's awesome yeah. um the the whole thing is gonna when the album's out um, shortly around that time and in same time frame, um, we're gonna do a, a comic book release as well. So which I've ordered. I yes. just ordered that today. I was like, oh, a comic book. <laughs> yeah, actually, that one you ordered, which I'm gonna send you. Oh, um, thank you. Is um, the old that was our tester. Okay. Um, edition. We we did that a few years ago. Like. What would happen? What what would happen? And incidentally, you're getting the very last one in existence. So everything, oh. every all the other ones that we 
we made are, are gone. I'm, I'm so honored, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you. No problem. Thank you. And but the reboot is coming, and the reboot is going to reflect kind of like where the current storyline is, and it's it's morphed over the last couple of years, and now we're kind of heading in this solidified direction with what we're doing and the comic book's going to reflect a lot of that and uh um the questions that you have about what are they what are they talking about is going to be answered in the comic book so and there's going to be things in the comic book that will of course reveal back more about the songs as we go man so this... more comic books comes more albums comes more story comes more, more content i i cannot wait i cannot wait man this sounds awesome man we just shot a, a video that uh, really? is going to come out um, with the second single release, which is going to be on the Fields of the Moon. So there'll be a, a video um, with that that cool. starts to kind of lay in a little bit of the lore and story. And That's awesome, it, man. That will reflect back into concepts, album and Sweet, sweet, man. I can't wait to see it. Um, now, I know you guys, as I said, you, you, you know, you're with New Heavy Sounds and, and, and Cargo Records. And I, I believe from reading from your um, social media platforms that you have a tour planned out here sometime, hopefully in the future. Or what's going on with that? We're doing a bunch of summer dates called the Moon Jumper Tour because we're kind of jumping around. Uh-huh. We're doing a couple of dates in the beginning of the month and a couple of dates at the end of months. And uh, we're just kind of hitting some long weekends in there to hot okay. spots. Chicago, Nashville, St. Louis, Des Moines. St. Louis? I live in St. Louis, so you got to let me know, Yay. man. I will totally come and see you guys, for real. Yeah, so we're working all that out and getting that planned, and the dates are set, and we're probably going to plug in a few other things that pop up here and there. Um, we'll see what happens, but um, yeah, so it's not like a big, long, extensive tour. It's, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, these days, it's it's hard, you know? I mean, as far as, like, it's... The music well, business... Well, we're all grown-ups. Right, that's, and, and that's we all have day thing. jobs, you know? Yeah. And everybody... Kids, and... Right. I don't have kids, but everybody else has kids. You know, it's just... Right, like, right. I mean, I have a whole other thing. I mean, that's why that job enables me to do what I do right now with you guys, you know? So, right. Yeah. Um, uh, so I understand, you know, like there's a saying I always say on, you know, because not only do I do the live radio show, but I also do a podcast. And by the way, this interview will be on that podcast as well. Cause Ooh, I nice, want as many nice. people to hear this as possible. Um, we do too. Appreciate it. Hey, man, I appreciate you guys coming on. I mean, like I said, I'm a big fan, you know. Um, Thank you. So, uh, yeah, I thought maybe if we could, we'll go ahead and uh, play the, the first single on the album right now. Uh, sure. Which, of course, is uh, uh, Mother of All Bastards. So we're going to go ahead and throw that in, and then we'll come right back. You're listening to The Metal Mike Show on ThatMetalStation.com. They watch us from the moon, Mother of All Bastards. Crank this motherfucker up. <laughs>
back. This is the Metal Mike Show you're listening to with, of course, your host, DJ Metal Mike. All right, all right, all right. I got my special guest here. We have Lauren Mayhew and, of course, uh, Shane. Um, what's your last name, brother? I'm sorry. I, I'm by thir- Shane 13. Shane 13. Man, that's a cool stage name, by the way. Um, uh, from They Watch Us From The Moon. And, uh, yeah, this is from their forthcoming album. It's going to be coming out May 12th. Um, I do believe it's a pretty long title here, but God, do I love it. I got it right here. <laughs> Cosmic Chronicles Act One, The Ascension. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, really love that track, by the way. I've been lucky enough to hear the rest of the album. Now, for all you listeners out there, there is another track that they had released as a single about a year ago, wasn't it? Right. Guys? Yeah. We remastered it, so right. It it's a little different. The, yeah, yeah, it'll be yeah. variants. But I love the other version too, man. Like what? When I heard that, like I really liked your first record, but when I heard that, I was already into you guys. You know that I was just blown away, especially by your vocals, Lauren. I was just like, oh my Thank god, you. this is like, it's so heavy, but yet so angelic and beautiful at the same time. <laughs> this rules, you know. So, yeah. um, you know, and. Uh, I mean, some people look at me funny because it's like I listen to a band like you, but I'm also into bands like Obituary too, and they're just like, "How do you stand that?" I'm like, "Hey, man, I'm I'm a weird guy." People like are allowed to be things. complicated. Yes, I'm very True complicated, goodness. man. Well, humans as as a whole are complicated. Let's be honest, man. I and know. I think that's best, right? Like right. that's great. Yeah, yeah. Well, it can be, but it can be. You know, I, like my favorite line. And it kind of fits in with what we're doing because this is a, it was based on a comic book and it's a film. But my favorite line in Men in Black is when Will Smith says, Well, why, why the big secret? People are smart. They can handle it. A person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals, and you know it. And I'm like, yes, it's so true, man. You get a bunch of, I don't know what happens, like a person, you get a person, you get a bunch of us in a group, we're like, we just like, I that know, mob mentality. That, yeah, it's like, oh my God. You know, people just freak out. And I'm just like, whoa. We you struggle. Know. I mean, it's kind of like the guys in Letterkenny said, I need you to take it down about 20% there, buddy. You know? um, take it down there, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I love that show. But, <laughs> that was um, a great show. Yeah, I love it. I need you to take it down about 20% there, Squirrely Dan. So um, oh, anyway, yeah, I, like I said, I really love the album and I and, and everything you guys are doing. I, I'm a totally, uh, I'm on I'm on team. They watch us from the moon. Totally. <laughs> Welcome um, to the team. Yeah. We have t-shirts. What, what do you guys call us? Um, I, I noticed she had a name for us, Lunar. Acolytes or lunar, yeah, lunar uh, acolytes. Yeah, our, I, our fans are. You know, count me as one of them, man. I'm like I said, awesome. I'm really digging what you guys are doing. I think it's really Thank cool. You. And like I said, it's it's unique, man. Because I, I'm telling you, man. I, I'm I'm like, wow. And I listen to like a lot of music, and there's a I lot of great bands. So I'm not disparaging anybody when I say this, but you guys don't sound like anybody else to me. And I and nobody else sounds like you and I and I like artists that are unique I mean it's one reason why I liked Black Sabbath it wasn't just those great Iomi riffs it was that wail of Ozzy you know that voice yeah Ozzy. Yeah. Nobody seems like Ozzy, you know, and right. stuff we like that. They're visually memorable, too, which I yes. think matters. Yes, sure. It does matter. Well, you yeah, know? And, you know, people have to understand with Black Sabbath, they were so against the grain at the time. Mm. I was born the yeah. year uh, Black Sabbath 1 came out, so I'm like, I'm almost as old as metal. Almost. A few months, <laughs> few months behind them, but, you know. So, yeah, like I said... Um, I've been listening to hard rock and metal and all kinds of music because uh, I remember when I was younger, I was a little bit more, um, you know, like I, okay, 
and Shane, you might know what I'm talking about here because we're kind of the same generation. Uh, yeah. Don't want to make assumptions about you, Lauren. Uh, Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so I wear makeup. So. <laughs> well, you're a very lovely lady. But anyway, um, uh, when I was a kid, I didn't get Elvis at all. I was like, this guy's the king of rock and roll. He's this fat dude doing karate on stage. What is this? You know. And I remember telling my dad, Dad, Elvis is, you know, and my dad be like, son, you have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. And he was right. He was absolutely right because once I had a class in middle school, it was music appreciation. Mrs. Miller was my teacher. And she, I mean, we went all the way back to like recorded history to what was then contemporary, which was the 80s. And I loved it, man. I mean, not only did I discover classical music, but I discovered jazz. I discovered the blues. I discovered rock and roll. And then I realized, oh, man, Elvis was cool. I'm a moron, <laughs> you know? So, um, you know, you see, you know that old saying, you get older, you get wiser. And yeah. realize, you know, that... Um, yeah. Well, you know, Elvis these days has a bad rap. You know, his, his whole persona is... You know, this this whole 70s swarmy thing is just not... That's not really the real Elvis, though. To me, I think Elvis... Well, that's that's what I was going to say, yeah. was like, well, that that's the way he was marketed, because it sold things. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he's a country kid. Yeah. Just trying to make it. Exactly, you know? he you know? was. But, I, but to me, I think his peak is like where he was his coolest was the 68 comeback special, when he wore the whole oh, all-leather sure. outfit and just came out and rocked. <laughs> If you're looking for trouble, you came to the right place. If you're looking for trouble, just look right in my face. I was born standing up and talking back. My daddy was a green eyed man. I was like, yeah, because in, in, you know, yeah, I mean, if you know your music history, you know that there was a while there where rock and roll wasn't really rock and roll anymore. I mean, you had your 50s guys, and then they kind of either got in trouble, or Elvis got tied up in his movie, tr you know, Buddy Holly, yeah. and you know, his movie contract, and Buddy Holly and Richie Valens died, and you know, and, and then you had people like, you know, Fabian and Frankie Avalon, which I'm like, okay, that's not real rock and roll, and then of course, we all know the Beatles came along, kind of brought rock and roll back, and then evolved it, and opened the floodgates for all those British bands, so um, Yeah, and yeah. you forget that Elvis is one of those responsible for rock and roll. <clears throat> yes, and, right, and yeah. I, like I say, you know, I, he's he is, it is what it is, his image is what it is, it's solidified in our culture, but, you know, in the core of his being, he was just country kid with a with a good idea trying to and he loved music he lo i mean he was friends with bb keen he was friends with all those yeah, he guys does, yeah. he was influenced by it you know so yeah, yeah totally man uh but uh yeah so the fact that yeah, me too man and I, and I really liked that movie i thought that kid did an amazing job man um, yeah but uh what a, so you are going to be coming to St. Louis i'm excited so i will definitely I look you up ad, ad, it's, a, it's a, I think we have a date in St. Louis. I'm pretty sure. Okay, is that in? We'd have to look. But, on yeah. the Instagram or Facebook or? I'll, I'll check it out. Okay, it, yeah, just. I think it, we, we did post. We did post a like a poster with it all on there, but we can just send it to you directly. Awesome, sure. awesome. Because yeah, I, I will definitely make it a point. I'll bring some people too, man. And like, you know what? If you feel like dressing in a space theme, we encourage that. All right, right, all right, man. I don't really do the whole cosplay thing because I'm kind of like. 
tinfoil hats are. Wait, how how we do I put this? Also sell t-shirts, so you. That that I will buy. I will definitely buy some merch, man. But uh, yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I, if I had more of a cooler physique, I'd probably be all about it. But I'm like, nobody wants to see fat Spidey or Batman. I'm just throwing that oh out. Oh my there, gosh. Man, you know? you gotta I, dress to how you look, right? Like if I, since I have red hair, like I'll do like poison ivy or you know some, something yeah, that's like yeah. kind of like. Yeah. Like Black Widow or something kind of oh, that yes, looks yes, yes. along the lines that I'm yes. aiming yes. for, but maybe this is too it. Mm. This may be TMI for you, but gingers are my kryptonite. You guys are my weakness. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, <laughs> but no, I was I was joking with my big brother because he kind of looks like he's very Nordic looking. He's got long oh, sure. and beard, and and I always joke with him like, dude, we should do like a skit where we do like the Avengers, but like they're older and they don't give a fuck anymore, you know? And we'll have my friend be <laughs> Iron Man. He's got a pot belly, and then. My nephew will be Captain. I'll be Spider Man, so I'll wear spandex. I think that'd be funny. Oh, it'd be hilarious, right? And he'd always be like, "Fuck you, man! Fuck you!" Well, then when Avengers Endgame came out, and yeah, and we went to see it, and Thor just kind of gives up. I turn around, me and my dad turn around, we look at my brother, and he's all like, (laughs) "I mean, if looks could kill." Could have made million dollars, right? It was like, oh my god, you know? Yeah, I was like, yeah, right, exactly, man. You know, I got all kinds of great ideas, you know. <laughs> you guys better start listening to me. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So with the album that you got coming up and everything, I mean, how excited and stoked are you for everything? Because it seems like you guys are definitely getting a buzz. I mean, I googled you and psh, stuff blew up all over the place on you guys. Hell yeah. Man. You know, <laughs> I mean, uh, reviews and shows, and it seems like you guys are getting quite the buzz out there, man. Yeah. And that's another thing I love about you is you guys are a Midwest band. Fuck yeah, man. The Midwest rocks. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, yeah. I mean, it all it all comes to the center at some point in time. And you know? nobody. Also just nicer people. No, I don't know. No group of Americans love their rock and metal more than us Midwesterners. Oh, I, oh absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. you know, I, I mean. I agree. Yeah, I said it to all you East Coast and West Coast <laughs> listeners. I love you, but come on. You don't man. own it. Yeah, yeah. No we way. have the space to get crazy here, you know. Right, there's a lot right. of room. Exactly, yeah. exactly, man. So, there's uh, there's there's less to do here, <laughs> so there's more time to. So I, really what I understand, do, but, well, right. I mean, it's not New York City, you know. Well, right, or, and I think that's one reason why so many Midwest towns love their sports teams too, because like a place like L.A., you know, and I'm not. I mean, I got uh, one of my DJs here, Mark Alden Taylor, and he loves his Dodgers, man. And he is a total. And I'm not saying the Dodgers don't have their loyal fan, but what I'm trying, and he even pointed out, yeah, most of the other sports teams, people don't give a shit because there's so much stuff to do in LA, where a place like where I live, I live in the Metro East St. Louis area, the Illinois side of it, Southern Illinois, that is. Um, and uh, <laughs> as I call yeah. it, and I'm just like. Yeah, you know, our, the Cardinals is important to us cause, and, and the music, because we don't really have a whole lot to do here other than that. Yeah, you know, it's like well, that's what I'm saying. Like, New York City, there's a billion things to day. do. Yeah, and you know, so Chicago, it's like... Chicago, L.A. is the same way, but, right. you know, here, Kansas City, Lawrence, you know, you, you're, you know, it's just not that... Right, right. It's not that pop, you know, it's not that way, you know? Right, right. But I'll tell you one I thing about you KC people. Thing to do. You Kansas yeah. man, your barbecue's the bomb. It's amazing. Oh Our jazz God, is so amazing. Good. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, the, Kansas the City's a cool scene town. Is great. So yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I there's definitely a buzz about you guys, man, which I think yeah. is awesome. And um, 
Real, like I said, I, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing you guys live. I will definitely be there. I don't care if I have to call off sick from work. I'm going to be there. And um, we're going to do this for sure. Oh, no problem, I do think man. we deliver live, too. You know, like well, the visuals are cool and, well, you know, like kind of jiggles your bones. and. Yeah, and I, I do apologize because sometimes I have this tendency to go off on verbal tangents, as I call them. Because um, what I meant to ask you is not only are you guys like your look, but you like – have visual aids and cues not just your costumes while you're doing the show right like you're telling a story during the performance am i um, there's right? plans to be more than there is now yeah um there's there's some like fills in between mm-hmm. that, that are like a little bit yeah like dialogue like and things like yeah, that like a yeah. little bit like that um i think as we go along and and you know are able to invest a little bit more in that we'll have a little bit more like storytelling on stage but um as is you know with the costumes and with the the stuff that happens between the songs and and some of the tracking that we do in the mm-hmm. background um it's still pretty mesmerizing is yes. the word that was used by several people uh recently so that's awesome. that's a great compliment you know like oh you totally interesting as well so well, one of the things I was going to say real quick was the fact that uh, I think that I've seen some of your live footage, and I, I just by judging by the footage, I haven't seen you live yet. But <laughs> yeah, you guys, you are not studio babies. You totally no. bring it, man. Because that's one of the big yeah. things with me. It's like, okay, you might be amazing in the studio, but can you bring it live? And all my favorite bands have always been able to bring it live. So, but it's definitely a different experience too, because we can add so many more harmonies and stuff like that right, in right. the studio and do different weird stuff. And we had always planned for it to be different. So like when we talked about it, we're like, okay, so we're not recording this so that we can reproduce it live. We're, we're going to do a completely different purposeful version live right um that's not just like a shadow of what we did in the studio it's it's a live it's playing to our live strengths so i think that that while they are somewhat different um it's in a cool purposeful uh way that's elevated because because it isn't an accident you know right well i love the way you and chelsea yeah, Chelsea. Harmonize together. I just think it's beautiful. Yeah. And I love the, the baritone backing vocals, especially like to return to earth. I just love yeah. that, man. Is who does that in the band? If I mean uh, those were those were me and Ben doing those. Bad recording, yeah. Because I'm listening to it and they're doing their and then you know, you guys are doing your oh this is awesome. I love this. Well we're like Chelsea and I were writing the melody for that and we're like, you know, it'd be really cool to like get everybody involved and and there's also just like a a gravitas that comes with that like deep voice thing. Like we can kind of like do this floaty space angel-y thing, but, mm-hmm. but when we want it to get really dark, we need like that growling more bass and baritone tone. So, so we've tried to work that in where we could, cause, cause we just like it, right. you know, we like variety. We want the songs to sound different from each other and. Well, that's one thing that I'm excited about the new album coming out is the fact that, like, one of my favorite things about the bands I love is when they have epic, what I call epic closing tracks. And even though we've already heard the single, Return to Earth is a epic closing track, guys. I mean, (laughs) I put it right up there with Black Sabbath's End of the Void, Led Zeppelin's uh, When the Levee Breaks. No, I'm serious, man. Uh fucking damage incorporated metallica i i'm all about the epic closing tracks and this fucking song is epic it's meant to be you know i mean it's there's 
there's all like I said, there's all kinds of storyline coming that's revealed, and how we how we play that set when we play live tells its own story as well. Um, awesome, awesome. When we play live, it it, it the set directs us into a, a story of starting out with um, alien abduction theme, and we move into kind of. What we're doing space battles on the moon, space battles, and then yeah. holy crap, we're trying to get home with return to earth, and then the closing song is mother of all bastards. Yeah, and we find out we get back to earth and the whole thing's destroyed. Oh, so, okay. Well, and it's also like it's really because that song, like Chelsea and I, just yell the whole time. The rest of the songs kind of go in and out, and then I think like Space Angel is the most like dancey one you know mm-hmm. it's got some like blues riffs in it and right and we kind of we love to sing that one live um i actually think it's way better live personally and people are like you know get to move or whatever but then then mother of all bastards come on comes on and it is our darkest song and our probably vocally our loudest song oh, yeah. um because we are just in that yell range the whole time so it does you know it's like very in your face in that way but it's effective you know it's 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 really been interesting to see people's reactions well as i said i'm looking at the track listing right now and as i i uh shane you and i thank you again you were kind enough to send me the whole album and i listened to it as it was listed on um uh your your band camp and yeah i, I there's not a there's not like any track I may have a least favorite track, but it's still awesome. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I really, really, uh, like I said, man, I don't want to, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be like Chris Farley in the Saturday Night. Like, you remember, you remember when that was awesome. That was yeah. cool. I mean, yeah. One of the things that yeah. the reasons why I've had people go, well, why don't you interview more of your, you know, legacy acts? And it's like, I'll get there eventually, but it's going to be hard. Cause like, even though I've met Kirk Winstein of Crowbar many, many times, and he's the yeah. sweetest guy in the world. Hell, he's even a member of the metal mike facebook group page he's totally approachable but i know when it comes to in a setting like this with me asking him questions i'm gonna have to fight that urge you remember you remember when you said all ahead i gave that was awesome yeah yeah uh so uh you know so yeah i mean yeah i so yeah so i know i'm probably sounding like a gushing fanboy but god damn it i can't help myself i'm sorry we're all on stage because we're exhibitionists we like fans so Right, right. Well, yeah. Why, you know, why I mean, would we be upset by that? I mean, even what I do to a certain extent is, uh, you know, it's it's me being on a stage, I guess, you know, sort sure. of, kind of, you yeah, know. And yeah. I, and believe it or not, I did used to do stand up like way back in the day. So, That's you know, awesome. I've I've had an experience. I've, you know, I had a little theatrical flair. You know, I probably should have pursued it more as a young man, but I was all like, what if they laugh at me? Now it's like you get to that age though where I'm like, ah, fuck them, I don't care. Yeah. And there's right. a kind of magic between you and the audience, right? Right, like right. Where, where you're exchanging that like energy and right, right. You know, as a band, we like to give it back too. You know, not right. every, some people kind of like take it and take and take and take, right. but we like to have like kind of an exchange and and be like sending it back out into the audience right. as well and. Um, you know, everybody wins. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. The whole for this thing is to have fun, especially we want our, our audience to enjoy what they're doing. You know, I've been in those, I've been in bands in the past where you're not supposed to smile on stage. And this, this is uh, not that. This is good you, luck. I laugh constantly. Yeah. You're fine. You should. Yeah, I'll right. help it. Well, <laughs> I, we want people to know that you're coming here to have a, a, a fantastical mm-hmm. fun time. 
That's what we're doing. Right, yeah. and don't get me wrong. Like, I I don't mind the bands that are more uh, serious musicians or whatever, because no, I'm fans of those guys, too. But yeah, at the same definitely. time, it's kind of like, guys, don't take yourself too damn seriously. At the end of right. the day, it is, you know, it's like the one thing that, and while I liked some of those 90s uh I don't really like to use the word grunge, and the reason why is not because I'm a hater of it or anything, but to me it was like they, they blanketed all those Seattle bands, and I'm like, yeah, but not all those bands sounded the same. So, no. you, you know, I mean, some of them were really heavy, like your Soundgardens and your Alice in Chains and Melvins, but some of them weren't, you know? So I was like, sure. okay, whatever. I mean, but but some of them I think it's like, really well, important to let people be themselves, right? Sure, like, so sure. if you're feeling serious and that's the feeling that you want to like communicate with the audience and bring people into, then fucking do it. You know, right. that's great. And right. I will if that's who you are. That, yeah. But don't try to tell me that I can't smile on stage. Like right. I, we will do our thing and you do your thing and let's all just celebrate the differences. Right. Like that's great. I, you know. Man, 100%. 100%. And the thing why I was going to say that kind of used to gripe my ass is when you'd have someone go, well, these award ceremonies are that big deal to me. I don't even know why I'm here. Then why are you here? If you feel that strongly about it, why are you showing up? It's just not authentic. Just stop it. All right. If you like it, you like it. Own it. Just fucking stop. Yes, own it. Own it, man. We're just too old to pretend like we're too cool for things when we're not, when we're totally into it, and we want to put glowing paint on our bodies. You know, like, sometimes you just want to paint yourself and and wear glowing armor. I don't know. And pretend, you know? (laughs) Totally normal in our world. We did it as children, you know? We would pretend to be different people. I personally had no stop between that and now, but, you know... Before, oh, yeah. In my head, I'm somebody different every day, but that's me, you know. Before this band, my kid was growing up. He's a teenager now getting ready to leave the house. But he, he when he was a kid, he wanted to do uh, Star Wars cosplay and go to conventions. So I mean, this has been – I'm pretending since I was a little kid, you know. Right. After I saw Star Wars in 1977, all I wanted – I went out hours and hours in the backyard trying to – you know, get my force powers to activate. Dude, I'm right there but, with you, man. Yeah, but you know, cosplay and fun and like, I don't want to stop doing that because no. we're on stage playing metal. No. Well, no. and luckily, you know, like I'm one of six kids. I'm second of six, and my mom has a lot of children that like costumes, and she's very used to us like drawing pictures and be like, make it. Oh, that's awesome, man. So she's made uh, my stuff and she's helped with it. Uh, Shane's wife also made, helped make the corset. And like I, I painted Chelsea's corset, you know, like we're just, we're participating. I was a costume major once. And so we're really enjoying like that creative outlet as well. So it's, it's, it's not even just that we're cosplaying. It's like, we're designing, we're crafting and that's really well. It is an art. That is an art. Yeah. You know, not everybody is. can really do is. that. You know, I mean, yeah. Um, I was lucky because as a little boy, especially with Halloween, you know, if I like, I remember one time, uh, my mom they'd bought these. They had these like what they. It was like the the face they called it, and they had different ones, and it was a literally a face where you would it would they would use spirit gum and you would glue it to your face and, and the bottom was a separate piece and it was uh, a yeah. skull and my mom made me a black cloak and I went as the Grim Reaper and that was one of my favorite costumes man you know, as a kid you mom's know. enabling our dreams what yeah right yeah, well my mom shout out to very, Carrie Mayhew because she's yeah. really she's working hard yep shout out to Barbara Tyler may she rest in peace um, oh. she was uh, she was uh, 
yeah, she was awesome. But um, yeah, it was funny because like like yeah, so I think that's why Halloween was always my favorite holiday. As much as I oh, yeah. Christmas and other ones, you don't get to dress up on Christmas other than wearing an ugly Christmas sweater. You know, where with Halloween you can be whoever you want. You know, and that totally appealed to me as a kid. I mean, it's like it still does like live, living sculpture, right? Like you're doing performance art and. And I think like it's it's interesting to because when I'm in other bands, there's also an element of like performance art and the way that I'm like putting together an outfit or, you know, whatever um, to be memorable on stage. But this is just like leveled up in a way that's just so it's like self-indulgent, but like in the best way. Right. You know? like, yeah. So in, in a great in a great sense, like we get to not it's like 3D performance art. You know, it's not just the vocals or the music it's it's also the visuals and and like even just the way that people feel it in their bones because it is metal and it is yeah. heavy so you know you put your earplugs in but you're still gonna feel like the 160 decibels you know so right right it's 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 pretty cool in that way i think well i mean i think one of the things about what you guys are kind of saying is the same thing that uh kiss said one time when they said you know we looked around and we saw these other acts that we liked and he goes and we were like and they even said they went to see Alice Cooper in Madison Square Garden, and mm-hmm. they left. And they were like, "Well, what if there were four Alices instead of just one?" You know. And then they said, "We became our fantasy act. We became the yeah. act we always wanted to see." You know. And it sounds like that's what you guys are doing. Why not be bold? We're too old right. to not do what we want. <laughs> right. Right. So. I mean, I think we're all of us. Every single one of us are sci-fi weirdos and comic right. book nerds and well, alien conspiracists and just you well, know let's be honest you might if, be the only real alien conspiracy um i've got a buddy of mine <laughs> though, who's really into that stuff uh, chris zook if you're listening and um but i will say this though about all of that is um i think if, if if heavy metal were a movie and plus all the branches of the metal family tree there would if they were movies they would be under the category of horror and fantasy and sci-fi and Oh, they'd have that. to be. Because yeah, it goes yeah, hand yeah. in hand, you know. I mean, um, I just came back from an event in Nashville, Tennessee called The Rockin' Pod, which has got all these podcasters and online radio personalities. And they had comic book. It was like it was a mixture of that. And it was, it was a comic book convention, uh, awesome. an expo for us. And there was musicians and stuff there. And I got to interview uh, Eddie Fingers Ojeda from Twisted Sister, which is pretty awesome. And uh, Jack Gibson, the bass player of, of Exodus, which is one of my all-time favorite thrash metal bands and you know it's an amazing time man and i got to hang out with a bunch of my fellow podcasters party and have fun so then i came home and a few days later got covid so i was like damn it but hey it was worth it i you know like it's it's funny too because like the themes are so they're sci-fi but like they're maybe not you know like i have a i have a cousin at spacex um and and have met some other rocket scientists recently (laughs) that that are like really excited about the concept and like you know there's one of my friends is a a member of firefly which is a private you know like rocket launching company and they they name all of their space missions after firefly the show oh okay and, that's awesome freaking great yeah and they just got this contract to go to the other side of the moon and so it's like you know they hear what we're doing and see what we're doing they're like oh that's interesting you know like that's kind of our life so it's like you know I'd say I'm more alien agnostic but like we'll see you know like oh. they're gonna go to the dark side of the moon so like 
Everybody well, knows. hey, who knows? I mean, here, here's my attitude about all that, you know, and, and, and interesting enough, Shane, you listened to my interview with Jason. We kind of had a discussion like that where yeah. I get irritated at both scientists and theologians because I'm like, at the end of the day, nobody was aware. We have really no flipping clue what happened, when it happened, how it happened. I'm, sure. I, I'm, I'm, it's weird. I'm like um, an agnostic on things, but I also think, <laughs> but it's possible. If yeah. you know, anything is possible, who am I to say that there isn't a God or there is a God? Who am I to say that God wasn't maybe an alien civilization? You know what I mean? I mean, curious minds, right? Pr- like, you got to pr- stay curious. And- well, people live in primitive times. If they see a dude stepping out of a starship, to them, that's going to be a God. They're not going to understand. You know, I mean, I read a book as a kid called Chariots of the Gods by oh, yeah. Von Dynakin. Say fingerprint, fingerprints of the Gods. Oh, oh. Same, same concept, you know. Where basically he he postulated the theories that not not, not just the Judeo-Christian God, and this, which I mean, you could throw the Islamic God. They're all kind of like the one and the same, but not. It's very confusing to me. But then you got your, your Norse gods and your Hindu gods and all these other pantheons of gods. Like, what if they were aliens? I mean... Egypt, well, especially Egypt, man. I'm sorry, but Egypt just looks alien with those pyramids and all that. You're gonna stuff. love our comic book, man. <laughs> let me let me throw this you know. at you, man. You're so gonna love it. <laughs> if, you go, if you go get a pair of headphones and listen to Return to Earth, um, there's also some stuff coming up on the album that you'll hear that relates. So if you go get on your headphones, listen to Return to Earth. In those big spacey parts in that song, you're going to hear different samples. And one of that set of samples is the story of Ezekiel, which oh. is the uh, it's right out of the Bible, the book of Ezekiel, and where he is down by the river Shabar and witnesses angels descending to heaven. But what he's describing verbatim, in the Bible, mm-hmm. spaceships. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a, a there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of that stuff all throughout the ancient texts, and we both right. like to study that. So, that's you know, there's there's all kinds of ways you can interpret it, but it sure is fun to think about and play and, with. And, and right, and I'm sure you two can relate to this. When I was younger, you know, I mean, it's kind of funny now. You know, you got all these comic book movies, and now it's like cool to like that stuff you got all these like really amazing looking women cosplaying and i'm like no chick when i was shane you know what i'm talking about here no chick no gal no lady um was none of the girls in high school was doing that nobody was into that stuff i mean i was on an island by myself or at least i felt i was back then yeah Um, it wasn't it wasn't wasn't cool you know, it no. was something to almost like kind of keep a secret because you were afraid a girl might not like you because you were into oh. that stuff. I know that sounds terrible, but it's the truth. That's the way it was, oh, yeah. man. I mean, it was it was showing the um, plastic sword that you made in your basement to your D and D friends, right? But if, was, if one of your, you know, attractive lady friends came by, oh, what? What's the, Oh, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> you know, oh, this whole okay. thing. You, you didn't know? give people enough credit, I don't think. I don't know. No, I'm, I'm telling well, you, though, I, I got made fun of a lot. Um, it well, was, and women, what's funny, though, women? a lot of them, men and women. In high school, yes, ma'am. Well, high school is fragile. It's a fragile time. People yes, are crazy. Yes, ma'am. And, and what's funny about all that is those same people that were messing with me and some of it wasn't really cruel they would just be like you know they didn't get it now all of a sudden they're waiting in line to see the avengers and i'm like 
Hey, didn't you guys hey. tell me I was, um, what was it, lame for like? And now you're, I think, you know, it's like people caught, everybody caught up. And then I think yeah. younger folks, and I'm going to assume that you are younger than me, uh, Lauren. Not as much as you might think, but yeah. But, but, um, you know, I think especially now they're a lot more open-minded to that kind of stuff. You know, um, because back in the day, I mean, it's, it's weird. Science fiction's always been popular to a certain extent, but my dad, I mean, well, he even got more flack about it than I did. Like, you know, people would tell him you're stupid, and that's it's it it's. And my dad would just look at him and go, "Obviously, you have no imagination." And then they would that's get offended. The oh, you have an imagination? Well, no, you I, don't. You know. Somewhere along the line, the zeitgeist figured out that. If you own it and are not ashamed, then it's right. harder to make fun of, you right. know, and I think that is one of the incredible gifts that I was given by my weirdo homeschooling parents because we were homeschooled uh-huh. and they're just like, do what you want. And we're like, great. Sweet. Hell so yeah. I was not raised in an environment where um, I was made fun of for whatever I was into. And there are so many of us that if we thought it was cool, there were enough of us to just be like, say something. And, and, and don't, you know, so yeah. and don't take it wrong. Like I defended myself. I would be like, you know, one of the things I'd always say was, well, you know, you can laugh if you want. But today's science fiction is tomorrow's science fact. And that's the truth. Right. That, and that's I think number it just one. Took people and, a while to catch. And up. number two, I, I, you know, being a metalhead, especially I just kind of got to a point where I'm like, well, I don't give a fuck if you like it i like it you know i like yeah right totally. so it doesn't matter you know if I mean, you don't get it that's a little bit the appeal cool. of the genre isn't right. it kind yeah, of like right. that like i mean this is ours and you don't need to be into it in fact it might be better for us if you don't like right. it i mean yeah i mean i've always been like because i'll have some people go well i didn't know about this band and uh, you know i did and i'll go hey dude are you into them now? Yeah, then that's all that matters. It doesn't matter when you get to the party, what time you get to the party, as long as you get there. That's my attitude, you know? That's sure. how I, I feel remember a lot it. of people being really mad when Metallica got got popular because they're like, oh, man, like, this used to be ours, and now my little sister's playing in the next room, and they're, like, kind of upset about it, right? Like, there's, there I, is a little <laughs> bit of that in the, like, metal yeah, that's genre funny, where man. it is a little you, bit you're like You're about ours. to take me what we call the Metallica vortex here at that metal station. Um <laughs> I'm one of those guys, though. I'm not the guy that, like, because a lot of people, I remember, got mad when they did a video for one on Justice oh, for All. Oh, I remember See, that. I was excited about yeah. that because I'm like, wow, Metallica was finally doing a video. Where oh, they yeah. lost me was, and it's not the whole album. It's not all the album. I don't <laughs> hate it. Like some, you know, at, at first I did. I ain't going to lie. Young Mike felt betrayed. I felt like when Kiss did Dynasty with I Was Made For Loving You, I was like, what is this bullshit, man? This is, but as I've gotten older and I've gotten a little wiser and I realize, and there are some really good tracks on the Black Album, but I do feel that it was the beginning of the end because after that you have Load and Reload, and I'm sorry, I'm not a fan of that era of the band. I'm not a fan of St. Anger. I'm not, now I do think with Hardwired Self-Destruct, I did like that record, so They've kind of won me back a bit, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I'll always love Metallica. You know what I mean? Like, because sure. to me, nothing will taint those first four albums. You know what I mean? Well, oh, yeah. and it's hard, too, because, like, you can do something like the Beatles did, which is, like, prep your audience for change, right? Like, they were always experimenting. Yes, yes. And always changing. Yes. And so when they did do that, people came with them. Well, I mean, and then there's, like, some danger in being, like, one, having, what? like, a similar sound the whole and, way and, through because people I, are mad. And I totally agree with you, Lauren, 100% on that, especially about the Beatles. But um, with Metallica, you can't, I mean, 
it didn't seem to hit their bottom line. You know, where where yeah. they did what a lot of their predecessors did before them, like Kiss, trying different things to varying degrees of success. Hello, the elder. <laughs> right. But Metallica did it and not only seemed to survive, but kind of thrive. It was like no matter what they put out, people bought it in droves. People continued to go see them. That's very unusual. And, and, and you I know, where, think, they, like, they, as they, an artist, they, you have to, like, be able to reorient yourself, yeah. like, and yeah. see the positive in the room, right? Like, whenever I step on a stage, I have the option to see the people with with attitudes in the back or the people in the front giving me their attention and their like positive, you know, like sure. reinforcement. And, and so I choose to see the people that are into it and connect with them and just kind of ignore the naysayers in the back. I assume they had a bad day or like maybe a bad, you know, life experience, who knows, but like, that's not, <laughs> that's not my problem, you know? So I feel like what you're kind of saying is similar with Metallica. Like they just were like, well, this is the audience that's into it. So let's go with them, you know, like not really concerning themselves Yeah, they themselves didn't seem with- to, the, the, with yeah, the naysayers right in that way. and i mean i know there i was like i said i was one of them but i i did because there were so many artists before them that would kind of stray or do you know and i don't have a problem with a band experimenting and trying new things i mean but you don't have to go if you don't like it exactly. you know like that's kind of the that, thing that, you know like right. everybody's free in that way and, so. and that's the thing i i didn't i tuned out for a while i have to be honest i'm like oh this ain't my metallica not my thing you know <laughs> yeah. found other bands like pantera and whatnot but but that doesn't yeah. mean but then i would meet some people who would get mad at me and i'm like well why are you getting mad bro like why does me not liking that particular Metallica album upset you? It's like, why should it take away from your love of it? I don't understand that, man. I'm not. There's a lot of purists in heavy metal. Oh, you know? there is, and I, as a young man, I was guilty of it to a certain yeah. extent. But I got to a point where I'm just like, well, you know, okay, maybe I don't dig it, but somebody out there's going to, you know. And no, you got to remember something else. That, like, any, everybody's. It's fine. Right. <laughs> and another thing you got to understand, any band that's had longevity, there's always going to be somebody out there. Timeline is everything. It's true. everything. And That's so true. You know, to somebody out there, their first Metallic album was the Black Album or Load or, or dare I say, Saint I Anger. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. you know, you got to you got to keep that in mind, my fellow metalheads and music lovers that, you know, yeah. I mean, you got to keep that in mind. Timeline is very, very critical. To a lot of that stuff and to everything, sure. not just music, but movies and culture. Every, and every band has to be allowed to grow. Every artist has to be allowed to grow. Right. right. If you didn't, you just have the same album over and over again. ACDC. Yeah. Right. Oh. Well, let's but be you honest. I love ACDC. Some things work. Oh, I, oh, I love stand. singing ACDC. Oh, really? That's one of my all? favorite things to sing. Uh, I, love I love Bon Scott era. I love Bon Scott. I think he was they're, fantastic. You know, they have their place in history, and I appreciate it, but they're just not one of my... Hey, of my and, and you know what? That's okay. That's okay, man. Everybody's different. There's bands that people absolutely adore where I just scratch my head and go, I don't get it. But hey... Yeah, yeah. but they found their audience, and, and if that's it's right. to your soul, then be honest about it. That's right. all. Right. That's what like, she was saying don't, earlier. Don't, don't hate for no reason, but right. you don't have to like it. Right. Yeah. Like, but we want to play. To, we want to play to those those faces that are like, whoa. Yeah, you know? I mean, and that's what I mean. I mean, to me, that's what's so cool is no two music lovers or metalheads ever agree a hundred percent on everything. Of course not. You know, um, so uh, but, I wouldn't want that anyway. You know, you want people using their minds and and orienting with their souls and like 
being the most authentic version of themselves oh, that they of can course, be, and that's course, great. Man. I mean, know? it's one thing I'm a big believer in. I'm not fake. I'm going to tell. I speak from the heart. And I'm going to tell you what I think, <clears> man. And I'm not gonna, you know. But like Shoot. I said, hey, man, if you like it. You do you, boo. Go with God. You know, like, (laughs) I'm like, that's cool. You know, like, I don't, you know, just because I don't like a certain era of a band or a certain band or an artist doesn't mean that you can't or shouldn't, you know. I mean, like I said, there's a lot of bands that people just absolutely adore where I'm like, "Ah, I think they're overrated or I don't get it, you know. Um, But that's all right. Yeah, but somebody doesn't have to be out. Million other people to to do. You know? Yeah, well, hey, man, I mean, I'm into stuff that. You know, I mean, come on. I mean, there's a lot of uh, stuff that I like that's not what you would call popular or mainstream, and I'm all but right with that. But that's the thing. Sure. Like, you don't have to be, and this is like the zero-sum game situation that people get into with, like, theology or politics or anything like that. It's like you don't have to have people that are losing to win. Like, right. Rising tides raise all ships. Like we Thank don't you. have to. Jamie Joseph Haybreed always says that. He always yeah. says that a, a high tide or rising tide raises all ships. And I'm like, that's yeah. so true. It's so true, man. We just we don't need other people to do badly or to be less legit to to be who we are. And I think that that's that's the attitude we're trying to bring. And I hope that it attracts people that are like that as well. And like minded, hell yeah. I mean, also people who aren't, and then maybe they can hear it and and like sure, be a little sure. bit evangelized by that idea. You know? like, <laughs> well, there, I, yeah, you yeah. Know. And I, I think the thing is, is like you're kind of saying, is there's more, more than enough room for everybody to have oh, their yeah. their Absolutely. place in music or or art. You know, it's Let's like, all expressed together, and everybody wins. You know, exactly. like it's not a competition. It's just right. like finding the people that you're speaking to and. That, or that at least you make it a friendly are. competition where if one band puts out a killer album, there are other buddies in the band. Oh, okay. Well, well all right. Let's see what you think of this. You know, I but love that. That rises. Stuff, that's rising that rises, ships together. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's everybody rising together. Exactly. So that's, I think, really what artistically should be the, you know, the goal in the community is to not tear each other down and to just be like, well, I like this about this and that about that. Exactly. And, you know, like you can have a critical opinion. I'm not saying that sure. that's not a thing, but. Um, you know, like it just, some things work, some things don't, you try things out, people respond or they don't. And, and then you move on and that's, that's fine. You know, like it right, has there's to nothing be fine. That, you know, it has hey, to be fine. Exactly. Well, you know what guys, this has been a great talk. Uh, tell my listeners where they can find you and anything else that you want to do to, to plug your, your product and yourselves and, you know, um, we can be found on every major social media platform, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Um, we're out there. Bandcamp, Spotify, um, we're out there. Uh, won't be hard to find us. Um, Doesn't Cargo Records have a website that you can order the album from too, I believe? Yeah, Over in England. Yeah. Right? It, is, um, it is. You can go to our Bandcamp and pre-order or you can go to our Facebook page. Which I already a- did. Thank you. Very much. You can go to our uh, Facebook page. There's a link. Our Instagram, I believe, has a link on one of the posts to um, all the pre-order stuff for uh, cargo. But um, we have some merch available as well. But we'll have more soon. So awesome sauce. All right, all man. Stuff coming. Great, great, man. Well, again, thank you guys for joining me today. This has been awesome. For ha- and, thanks uh, for having us. Oh, for for real. And it it uh, I'll be. Uh, yeah, I'll be, we'll get in touch to you soon when we get ready to air this and everything. And um, 
And we'll see you in St. Louis, yeah? Oh, for real, man. Until then, guys, uh, you guys keep fighting the good fight, man, and stay metal. All right. And uh, also, uh, we are going to end this interview with that epic track I was talking about. Obviously, I'm going to play the single version, not the one from the upcoming album, because that version isn't out. This is Return to Earth, ladies and gentlemen. And please, please, if you're into this, pack a bowl, set back, put on some headphones, and enjoy the ride, man. Crank this motherfucker up right here on the Metal Mike Show on ThatMetalStation.com. Yes. See ya. Thank you.
All right, there you go. It's a long interview, man. It's an hour and a half long. It is. It's 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 a minute, man. But but you got to remember, I'm playing music too, so I'm playing like two or three of their songs during the interview. So and and uh, so you got to add that in there uh, too, because like I said, I, I know you're going to be like, what the fuck, man? Because some of these songs, I mean, no no lie, dude, they're they're pretty long. Like the first song is uh, <laughs> it's let's see, eight minutes and fifteen seconds. Uh, nice. Second song is uh, six fifty-five, which isn't too bad. It's not too bad. And then you have uh, third the third eight. song, six minutes and twenty-four seconds, so not too bad. And then the fourth song is uh, ten minutes and forty-seven seconds. That's pretty long, yeah, but like nice. I said, man, it it keeps. And and then uh, the other one's ten minutes and forty-four seconds as well. So. It's cool shit, man. They're yeah, yeah. They're um, they're a really cool band. The other thing that's really cool about Bushy is they have a comic book that's accompanying this. It tells a story. Um, the album itself is called um, Cosmic Chronicles Act One: The Ascension. So they're doing a multi-part story with this, and uh, it, it's just they're really really cool. This album just came out like maybe a month or so ago. Um, they're really cool guys. So yeah, Shane Thirteen. And uh, Lauren, uh, what is her last name? They they have code names. They have real names too. Um, right. But just a really cool fucking band. I love them. I'm, I'm really like, I've become a Moonanite man. <laughs> you know, I mean, they're that they're that fucking good. They're really really cool. They're from Lawrence, Kansas, and uh, they're doing a small fucking tour uh, around here in the Midwest. So yeah, I definitely uh, think you should check them out, man. Hell yeah. I hope everybody enjoys the interview. Um, yeah, here's their code names. You have Luna Nemesis and the General Shane 13. That's their, their stage names. Uh, yeah, very, very, very cool, man. Sweet, sweet. Yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed that interview. Um, let us know what you think. Go follow the band on Facebook. Let them they know. have a band camp, too. Go and get their album, man. I bought the vinyl too, and it's all like blue, like in purple swirl. It's fucking awesome. So, nice. yeah, great band, great band. I highly recommend them. Outstanding. You heard it here first after hearing it on that metal station. <laughs> uh, Scribble, you fuck no. We were supposed to talk Megadeth today. I guess we'll do that in the future. Um, I hope the guy's okay. <laughs> you oh, know. me too. Yeah, yeah. He's responded to us. I've called him. I've texted him, and I've Facebooked him. Uh, we'll just yeah, have to I, another time. Yeah, for sure, man. All right, dude. Well, you know, like I said, at least we got something you can put out pretty quick, and it shouldn't take you any time to to uh, let me know when you do so I can share it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll get it up here pretty shortly. This will be an easy edit day. I like yeah. easy edit days. <laughs> right. I gave you something that I never have given you before, Bushy, an easy edit day. <laughs> right. This, this is... <laughs> This is true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to give you a few more, too. Outstanding. Well, hey, let's get out of here, man. Anything to promote other than the band? Not really, man. Uh, I'm going to try to make my return to the air. I've, I've had to take a leave of absence because of everything. You know, Well, first I went on vacation, then everything that happened with Marky, and then with myself. But I'm going to try to come back to, this, uh, to the show uh, this Friday, um, which would be July 
Fuck, I don't know. Let me look here real it's quick. Is the seventh. There you go. Yeah, thanks, Bush. I'm fucking that. tired. It's payday, dude. I know yeah. when payday is. <laughs> I gotcha. So, um, yeah, you know, I'm going to try to come back on, guys, and uh, hopefully I can. You know, if not, um, I do want to thank uh, Mark Alden Taylor, Samuel Wetz in particular. He filled in for me for a while, and even B- Bill, Bildo in uh, OCD. OCD came out here and did the show from the, the Metal Mike Studios, so to speak. Uh, to to bring you guys the metal that way there's at least some kind of content you know um, while I've been having to deal with all these personal issues so yeah man um, I guess that's it for me man just you know uh, keep fighting the good fight and stay metal to your dying breath hell yeah hell yeah I really don't have anything to promote either um, let's plug this band again they watch us from the moon if you dug what you heard go to their band camp and uh, buy the album and uh when you do it, buy vinyl. We'll see you next time. You know that I am called the Count because I really love to. Sometimes I sit and all day. But uh, sometimes I get carried away I slowly, slowly, slowly getting faster Once I start in it's very hard to stop Faster, faster, it is so exciting I could forever until I drop One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, I love Whatever the amount <laughs> One, two, three, four Hey, yeah, 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 hey, yeah, yeah, yeah One, two, three, four, one, two That's the song of the count I f*** the spiders on the wall I f*** the cobwebs in the hole I f*** the candles on the shelf when I'm alone, I f- myself. Oh, yeah. I f- slowly, slowly, slowly getting faster. Once I start in f- it's very hard to stop. Faster, faster, it is so exciting. I could f- forever f- until I drop. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, I love. Whatever the amount <laughs> One, two, three, four Hey, yeah, 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 hey, yeah, yeah, yeah One, two, three, four, one, two, that's his song Oh